Hey, this is Eric Morgan, host of Christian Talk Radio, broadcasting live each week on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Studios. So log in to hear a Christian perspective to everyday issues. So be sure to log on each week on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch my show, myself, Eric Morgan, host of Christian Talk Radio. Come on, jump in. Good evening, good evening. Give God a round of applause. We're delighted to have you again this uh, lovely week at Fishbowl Radio Network. Uh, .us. Jump in. My name is Minister Eric Morgan. I'm your host this evening for Christian Talk. We have an awesome topic. Thank you for joining us. And before we go into that at first, I want to open it up and usher God in to let him uh, have his way and his will tonight. And the way that we do that, we want to take a moment of silence. We're always talking, but let's listen to him and what he has to say. Father, we thank you tonight for your word, Lord God, that would be planted on the tablets of your people's hearts tonight. Lord, allow me to stand behind the cross that they would see you and not me. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're about to do. In the name of your son, Yeshua, we trust that your word will go forth in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I want to tell you a little bit about our church. I am from Inspiring Higher Purpose Ministry, and it's located at 4912 East Lancaster. That is in Fort Worth, Texas. Our senior pastor is Patrick Bishop, Bishop Patrick Gratz, the associate pastor is uh, Apostle Jeanette Gratz and we have a uh, live Sunday school every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 9 45 a.m. and we have uh, different teachers that are really dynamic and are really familiar with the word and uh, we are a Bible-based church we want to uh, challenge you to join us for Sunday school as we all can grow together uh, shortly after that, we have our church services, which starts at 10:15 until God, God God decides. Isn't that awesome? So we ask you to join us in every Wednesday via Facebook Live. Our one and only apostle, she goes through the Bible with um, different guests. Some of them are our members that are great dynamic teachers, and I just want to invite you to join us for that as she goes through the Bible. We have a weekly food pantry. Uh, right now, it is suspended for uh, different reasons, but we want you to take these numbers down so you can call and get the right time so you can uh, share with us with the food uh, pantry. And the number is 817-225-5554. Again, 817-225-5554. The other number is 817 817- Two one zero eight seven two eight. That is Bishop Patrick Gratz. Two two five 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 four eight one seven is a J- Jeanette Gratz. She is our apostle. We are a listener-supported ministry. We gladly accept donations and love gifts to advance God's kingdom. And if you choose or desire to do that, please uh, use Zelle six eight two 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 five eight eight nine. Again, Zelle. 682-222-5889 and we really look forward to you uh, assisting us. Amen. We have a topic this evening which is a Willing Heart series and I say it's a series because we'll go through this uh, from time to time. However, the Holy Spirit 
uh, guides us so we can, uh, you know, just become more familiar with what he's saying and how he is saying it. And what is a willing heart? Is the heart willing to allow it to be uh, governed by the living God? Amen. And you ask yourself, in what direction are you thinking? Is your heart thinking? Amen. And we have a number of scriptures here that we will go uh, over tonight. And some of uh, the people in the Bible, they've experienced uh, conditions of the heart where their hearts would run astray or it would be hardened and uh, it would need to be circumcised and made of flesh again. So these are some of the things that we're going to be sharing with you tonight. And if we uh, would share a definition, this is what it would be. A heart. It is the center of the physical workings of the body that on which life depends. What, what, is, what is he saying? The central system right here in your body that depends on it with the heart beat, the heart function, how the blood goes in the heart, how it is delivered to different parts of our bodies. It's really, really uh, necessary for us to have a heart. You can't live without a heart. It is spoken of as the seat of emotion, such as joy, peace, and sorrow. So the heart maintains a number of different functions and it's really significant that we remind ourselves of how important it is so we won't disregard it or overlook it. Amen. If one opens his heart to Christ, it can be the dwelling place of Christ and the Holy Spirit. These are some of the issues of the heart. And we tonight, we want to address them. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to examine our hearts uh, again tonight. I have a scripture, Psalms 51 and 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And this is the psalmist is speaking to God and he's asking God to create, create in me a clean heart. What does that make you think if the psalmist is asking God to create in him a clean heart? There's a possibility that there's a signal, there's, there's an idea or there's a belief that there's a possibility his heart could be contaminated or his heart could be uh, suffering or it could be infected with some type of sin or anxiety or some emotional that has put him under distress. And he's asking God to create in me, create in me the heart that I have right now. It appears to be contaminated. It can, appears to be uh, infected with a bacteria or there's some calamity or chaos that's going on in my heart, and I need you to create in me a clean heart. You know, some of the areas of my heart over the years have become it's come infected with so much uh, uh, contamination of one thing or another. And he's asking, he's asking, you know, excuse me. Thank you. Anyway, the heart. Creating me a clean heart. Are we going to a pause for station identification? Creating me. How do you create in me? What would you ask God to create in me 
a new heart because you know what I've, I've been I've, I've been living with this heart I've seen some of the things it failed some of the things it thought some of the things that it's done even to myself so I need a new heart I need a new creation I need a heart uh, oh God to renew in a right spirit in me because we want our heart to be balanced with our spirit tonight so we we are asking God as the psalmist did to create in me a clean heart have you ever considered that there's a possibility that there are some things that are going on in your heart that are just just not right there's an issue in your heart and it's so uh, deep that we have to allow God to examine it from the recesses of our heart and a lot of times we're not necessarily willing to do that because there are three things that takes place that I believe one is you begin and realize and understand that there's a problem however you don't necessarily address it so you recover from whatever the ailment is in your heart or number two you will know that there's a contamination or there's an infection there or, or there is a suffering there, but you will learn how to manage it. What is that? You would just learn how to live life under the condition of the terms that you are currently involved in, and you will overlook and disregard uh, the infliction of the heart, and you will learn how to manage it. And the third thing we, we uh, must experience, there's no more suffering, there's no uh, recovery point, you don't want to manage it, you want to be healed. And tonight, this is what we want to discover by listening to these uh, scriptures and seeing how we can effectively apply them to our lives and do what the scripture says. And we have uh, number two, Psalms 51 and 12. Restore to me the joy of your wisdom and sustain me with a willing spirit. He's asking for a willing spirit to accept my heart. Amen. Because there's so many times... Uh, we realize that there's some deceitful things. There are some things that are just not pleasing or appealing to us. And we, you know, have a heartache. Have you ever had a heartache where, you know, you try to move to the next level or you try to go in a healthy place and your heart is so contaminated that you still experience the residue from the emotion that you should have outgrown or you have should should have developed or matured from, but you can't. It seems like it's still uh, constantly holding you in that place. And oftentimes you reflect back on this emotion of feeling or this this exhaustion of, of what you're feeling in your heart. And you want relief. See, these scriptures are for relief and deliverance from this way of thinking and feeling. And one that is very popular here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, everyone knows it. But tonight we want to look at it. Because when we're asking for a clean heart, when we're asking for a new spirit, when we ask for restoration, there should be a, a, a wisdom about it that we believe and feel that God will sustain us through this uh, restoration. Amen. And some of the things that we look forward to is a willing, we're willing to listen. You know, if God had something or he chooses or desires something that he wants us to do, we're willing to listen. This is a willing heart. Amen. This is the series of it, a number of accounts and events that would help us grow, mature, and develop. We're willing to obey, not just to hear God in our heart and not just, you know, just chatter a bunch of gibberish. But once we hear God tell us what is wrong with our heart, that we are willing to obey. We're willing to trust him. 
if he were to turn our heart inside out tonight, what would you see? Amen. If you would let God turn your heart inside out tonight and just put it before you or before your family or your significant other, what would they see? Is there something that's dark? Is there something that's wicked? Is there something that's evil? Is there something that's just deceitful or deceptive or dishonest? Amen. I don't know that, but let's just imagine if he did. You're willing to trust him to give you a clean heart, to give you a new heart, or create in you a new heart, a new beginning starting over. Amen. You're willing to follow him. Amen. You know, when we talk about a, a, a clean heart, a lot of times we want to overlook that there's uh, some contamination there and we don't want uh, to really allow God to explore our heart. There's a secret place that we want to keep uh, restricted from him or isolated from him because we don't necessarily like it ourselves and we know how we feel that we could get exploded or start having an anxiety attack if someone starts to get too close to that uh, that special area or that place in our heart that we've been keeping in secret. Amen. So we have to willing to be willing to trust God that he can come and do an open heart surgery and take the infection or the contamination out and give us a complete uh, regenerated heart. Amen. They have an old story that they tell that this lady, she donated her heart uh, to the uh, to the uh, organ donators. And uh, when the new uh, lady got the, the ladies that was deceased heart, the lady was immediately sitting in the bed and she said, oh, I've got a taste for collard greens. And the lady's husband said, wow, this is really something because my wife loved collard greens. So this was just the, the effect that the heart had to continue to live in and it still had a desire or urge for collard greens from the uh, past individual amen willing to have a good faith not just faith but a good faith a good faith in god a good faith in trust and to be and to obey and to listen willing to explore god's word having a heart that's willing to accept god's word immediately obey and do what his word says now let's look at proverbs 3 5 and 6 amen trust in the lord Trust in the Lord. It specifically says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart. <clears throat> How can you trust in the Lord if you don't know the Lord? How can you trust in the Lord if you don't have a relationship with him? How can you trust in the Lord if you don't understand him? How can you trust in the Lord if you don't believe him? How can you trust in the Lord if you don't have faith in him? This is asking an individual to trust in someone that he has no idea of who they are. Amen. So it's it's another signal, it's another sign, it's another statement that we need to uh, exercise, that we need to know God. Amen. To trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Amen. This is warning you. This is letting you know that you're supposed to trust in the Lord with all your heart, not some of your heart, not a piece of your heart, not from every now and then, not from time to time, not just when it's convenient for you or I, but to trust in him. And this is to start an exercise of diligent discipline to allow God to have his way with your and my heart. And, and I'm saying this tonight because this is a very sensitive topic for some of us. And before I could speak on this, I had to really 
examine the current condition of my heart spiritually if there was any contamination or any bacteria or was I willingly going to speak about something that I haven't done and once I uh, clarified that I was able to move forward with it because I had to examine myself uh, before I would start talking about some issues that I may have. I'm not perfect, no one is, uh, but I believe that a lot of the things that these uh, individuals or the word is talking about, I've experienced them at one point or another in my life, and I'm not only uh, recovered, I not only learned how to manage, but I was healed from these, so I know what the effects that it has on you to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And when we do that, we learn and we realize and we accept that he is the good shepherd. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings and he is worthy to be praised. So to say that in worship, you can trust him in spirit and in truth that he will lead you and guide you in all of righteousness. So these are some of the things that we need to outline and lean not on your own understanding. I have an understanding. I have a will. I have a free will. And I know right from wrong. I've got some experience. And I've got some education. And I've got knowledge and wisdom. But I don't want to become arrogant and prideful and puffed up. I still want the Lord to be my shepherd. I still want him to be my guide. I still want him to be my leader. And what am I saying? The, the Bible says that King David was a man after God's own heart. And this spoke volumes because what did, what was he saying? He was uh, he was praising David because to, for an individual to have a, a heart after God's was he was loving. He was a loving individual. Uh, he was compassionate. He 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 continually believed that he was a king, but there was a king of kings, and he was speaking. Of Jehovah Jireh, he was he was speaking of Jehovah El Shaddai. He was speaking of Elohim, and this is was the God Yahweh and Jehovah that David was speaking of. It wasn't a God somewhere over there or somewhere out there. It was a God that was living right there, and he had an intimate relationship with God. He knew that God was a, a forgiving God. He knew that God was understanding, and he knew that God was omnipotent and omnipresent and he he would he took advantage of the relationship he had he remembered he knew God remembered him from even bringing him from somewhere and he would often say uh, the words that who am I and my family that God has even brought me this far so the relationship that he has you know in his time of meditation and praise and worship he wanted God to govern his heart because let me share this with you tonight. Uh, if you are not really willing to allow God to uh, govern your heart, your heart will begin to lean out of God's will. Amen. I'm just saying it. If you don't want God to govern your heart, your heart will begin to lean out of his will. What does that mean? You will begin to slowly stray away. It won't happen all of a sudden. It was slowly and gradually. Look at my hands. See, it's slowly, gradually moving at a slow pace that you won't even notice it. You won't even recognize it until months or years later that you have strayed so far away from God. And there's a division that has been put between you and God because your heart became hardened and you strayed 
away from God. This is one of the things that's saying not leaning on your own understanding in all of your ways, not in some of your ways, not in a few of your ways, not in the ways that's accessible to you, not in the ways that are appealing to you. But it says acknowledge him in all of your ways. How do you do that? How do you do that? Everything that you decide that you want to do, you're going to ask or request God's approval for it. Simple. Amen. See, if you're going to acknowledge him in all of your ways, the most simplest things I know that I'm capable of and we're capable of making a decision. But will it be a godly decision? Will it be a, a decision that God has uh, approved and see a lot of times we become over anxious and we become too zealous and we don't acknowledge God this is this is where we go and we falter in error because we don't want to listen to God we hear him oh yes we hear him but when he says no or not yet or not now then we become uh, like a small brat and we begin to, to kick and scream and then we begin to uh, try to talk him into convincing him that to reconsider basically have you ever done that or it's just me we just want you to reconsider i know you said no but is it time yet i've waited long enough what about now i know you said then i've waited and i've come to the reality that it wasn't a good time last year or the year after but now uh i've, I've went through a long period and i've even fasted i've even prayed and i've waited on you and now i need a sign yeah because i need my breakthrough you know asking him and you petitioning him instead of just really listening and okay if it's his will and he said no accept no it's his will. It's for our own good or not yet. What does that mean? I want it now. I believe that I'm on the verge of a breakthrough, but now I'm going to experience a setback because he's telling me not yet. I don't want not yet. I want right now. And, and I use this analogy that everybody, you know, even myself, we have to discipline ourselves and wean ourselves from this type of thinking. We have to wean ourselves from this type of thinking because, look, we want to upgrade. We, want to, we don't want to downsize. See, we always want more. We don't want less. We want to upgrade. We do not want to downsize. And a lot of times what the word says, we must decrease so he will increase. So if you want an increase, you must be willing to decrease. You must, must be willing to be pruned or, dis or, 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 or downsize. So there are sometimes things that are contaminating your life. They're over flooding your life. They've grown over your life and they have... Uh, put God in a place to where you can't even recognize him and so there we need to re-examine our situation amen and just acknowledge him and he will make your path straight have you ever come to a point to where you did an inventory to find out what was wrong and then you didn't necessarily see anything wrong because from your coronal uh, myopic uh, point of view your limited sight uh, spiritually and sometimes it can happen to us and, I'm, and I won't say that it won't if you're not careful but you go to a place and you're examining what is going on and you're assessing uh, are you doing this are you doing that and are you doing this did I do this and you're just checking them off crossing all your T's and dotting your I's and you come <clears throat> to the reality that maybe you know my path is crooked Okay, but see, you can still go on a crooked path. You just can't go straight. 
Amen. You just can't go fast. You just got to you've got to go and take the extra time, but you're still moving. It's just a delayed motion. Amen. And then you're doing it without God because you're not willing to allow him that you're going to acknowledge him in all of your ways. Do you know the exercise or the will that it takes or the courage or, or, or the perseverance that it takes to acknowledge him? It says in all of your ways, acknowledge him in all of your ways, acknowledge him. So basically. I am going to decrease. We're going to decrease. So he'll increase. So I'm saying I don't know nothing. I got to acknowledge him in all of my ways. Do you realize how humbling of an experience it is to, to apply this scripture correctly and effectively to tell myself, myself, you are going to acknowledge God in all of your ways. That means every thought, every idea, every conception, every system, every feeling and emotion, I'm going to pass it through God before I make a move. Man, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of will. I don't mean willpower. I mean supernatural intervention to be willing to uh, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. To just do a personal inventory that perhaps there are some areas that you are still experiencing or suffering from or contamination in your life that you have caused this. Now they need to be straight and you've got to acknowledge him. Amen. You've got to trust him with your heart. You've got to say, listen, turn my heart inside out. As we're talking about David being a man after God's own heart. This was one of the things that David was a uh, uh, very... Uh, aware of and familiar with Psalms 139 and 23 examine uh, search me O God and know my heart try me and know my anxieties exactly what are you suffering from today is there evilness or wickedness and when I say evil or wickedness are you still experiencing un unforgiveness are there a selfish areas in your life? Have you built a wall? You don't want to talk to this person. You don't want this person to come around. And if they do, you start to feel some kind of way. You become agitated and you become a distance or you become withdrawn or you go to another room or you turn your back to them or you don't want to speak to them. Or if you do, you can't even uh, maintain uh your composure because you you just really hate this person you don't like this person they may have done something to you or said something to you or said something to somebody about you and it offended you and now you have this condition of the heart of unforgiveness and a resentment and anger amen and this is what I'm talking about. And this was one of the things. See, David was not only a musician. He was not only a husband and father. He was a soldier. And he was a good soldier. And he was a, a, a warrior. And he had fought and, and not only killed Goliath, but killed a, a lot of other people in battle. He was victorious in battle. So, amen, he had to ask God. He felt a need, a desire of necessity Look, it, look, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Do you know when we are talking about an anxiety, it is a condition that uh, it could be pressure, it could be stress, it could be a confused a state of feeling or believing. And I say these things because an anxiety, it could be an attack that you have an anxiety attack. You become so stressed out or so overwhelmed by something that is currently going on in your life and you haven't 
uh, come to a solution right at the particular time and you just wig out. Just wig out. Man, I'm so stressed. I'm so tired of this. I'm, I just can't keep going through this over and over. I need a breakthrough. I need an exit. But look what he said. And when you ask God to examine your heart, it's because you want him, the living God, to look at it to see if there's an area that needs restoration. Just plain and simple. And having the courage to do this and being wise to do this because man can't do it. Search me. Search me. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm opening my heart. I'm opening the door and giving you an invitation. I'm inviting you in. And then I'm telling you to come in my house. And I want you to search every area of my heart. Even to the recesses of my heart. And whatever you find in my heart. If there's anxiety. If there is deception. If there's cheating. Or if there's lying. Or if there's denial. Or if there's contempt. Or if there's murder. Or if there's hurt. I need you to relieve me of this by making me aware of exactly what's there. Amen. And this is really paramount that David would even ask God that even today when we think about that, we just become so overwhelmed that you know what? Man, hey, uh, uh, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. I'm okay. See, that's managing. I'm okay. I'll be all right. I'm a man. You know, I'll be all right. You know. And, and, and we think when we say these types of things to ourselves that it reinforces a solution and it doesn't. It sounds good. It does. It really sounds good, but it doesn't re reinforce a solution. All it does is to build a perimeter around you that you don't want anybody to pass that perimeter because you haven't decided or you're unaware or you're confused, or you're frustrated on exactly how to deal with this problem. But here is the, the antidote to the, uh, the, the poison right now that we should immediately repent and ask God that we're going to turn away from whatever it is and we want to be healed. We want to be delivered from it. Do you, can you believe that there are some areas of your heart or my heart possibly that it needs to be considered for delivery? There's some things that have been going on and occurring year after year until the heart has become so hardened that it has a callous area that the same emotions that in the beginning of the initial relationship that used to affect you, it no longer affects you because this is one of the words that we say secretly or under our breath, I don't care. Does that sound familiar? I don't care. It's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a word. But... You spoke something into, into existence on your own, own heart condition, amen? And we just want to be careful about uh, not doing this, amen? Willing to forgive others. Willing to forgive others. This is, is one of uh, the conditions of the heart that a lot of times we go through and we experience. And I say that because we do not want to exercise this uh, particular command of forgiving others. Amen. We don't want to forgive others. We don't know how to forgive others. We don't really believe they need to be forgiven. We need that they need to be punished. And, and being non-forgiving, this is what it is. It's just like you or myself drinking a cup of poisoning and hoping it will kill the other person. That's like unforgiving. Amen. Willing to hear God's voice. Amen. 
willing to hear God's voice, willing to hear God's voice, not just hearing his voice, but immediately obeying the command of the order that he's given you. Amen. So many times our hearts are hard. We heard your voice. We heard your voice. We know it was audible, but we disregarded it. We overlooked it. Or we have our own plan time that we're going to execute what you said. And sometimes that's detrimental to us, each of us. Amen. But David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Sometimes when, when, when someone notice a condition about us, we deny it. Hey, man, are you okay? Man, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. Are you sure? Yeah, man, I'm sure. Why? Yeah. You know, sometimes people can see your body language and your facial expressions and how you feel and how you think, and they're just concerned about you, and they want to uh, help you. You know, and when, when, we, when we're talking about the conditions of the heart, it's, it's, it's basically having a, de a desire to submit, a desire to submit to God, you know, and the, these are the checklists that we should go. There should be an awareness. There should be a conditioning point. There should be a repair, examination, restoration, healing, and management. These are the things that we are experiencing uh, with our heart tonight with our series. And, and, and do we have a cliche that I want to present to you tonight? And it goes like this. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, you can achieve it. Amen. That must be a balance. There must be an effort. There's over 250 scriptures uh, tonight about a willing heart and the series of it. But as God does an open heart surgery, I must share this one with you. And it's a favorite of mine. And it's out of Ezekiel 36 and uh, 26. And I want to uh, share it with you. Amen. Ezekiel 20, 36 and 26. Amen. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Amen. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Not around you, not on you, but within you. I will take, see he didn't say I will let you give it to me or I will let you surrender it to me. He said I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh that means he will penetrate in whatever way he need to he will penetrate he will take see he will take deliver you excuse you relieve you take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh see there's an exchange that is so so beautiful i will put my spirit within you cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them we're talking about a heart of obedience a heart of flexibility of heart for god a heart of being renewed willing to obey willing to cooperate willing to be free of evil willing to be free of suffering amen and just having a heart for God and uh, tonight a willing heart this is our series 
we have uh, different parts that we will discuss from time to time. But tonight, that is far as we're going to go. We're going to stop right here. We're going to close. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. We want to uh, ask that you will continue to uh, share this evening with us from 8 to 9, a Christian talk with myself or my guest. I'm Minister Eric Morgan. We are at fishbowlradionetwork.us. Just come and jump in with us, uh, Christian Talk. We love to have you. We hope you are blessed by the Willing Heart series tonight. We love you, and we invite you to be with us again next week. And that is our show. Amen.